<sighs> okay. All right. Energy, energy, energy. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to apologize to Derek. Sorry for the quick answers. How do I say this? Uh, I am distracted with a thing at the moment. <laughs> My three hot women. Yeah. I mean, true, but I wouldn't objectify you that way. If you three need to do that to get out of a work email. Intelligent. Totally fine. fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're ready to do it. Let's go. Okay. Boop, boop, beep, boop. Okay. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. My robot. <laughs> I'm an Android. I didn't tell you. Hillary bot activated. Yes. See? Go. All right. Sorry, Derek. I'm distracted by three <laughs> fembots. <laughs> um, you never know. We're full, we're tired, we're maybe a little sick of our families, and we're here to discuss it all. From the Middle-Aged Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, I'm Hillary Livingston-Butler, and this show has everything. Joining me to talk turkey, pie, and everything in between, I have three of my wonderful co-hosts who I am so thankful for. I said a little prayer for you guys yesterday. Um, from the Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne Lundholm. Hi, Anne. Hi, Hillary. That is so lovely of you. <laughs> I am. I'm very thankful. Um, from Money Pit Studios in Detroit, Michigan, it's Meredith Ann. Have her. Wait, what was the newest one you got? It was like. Brr, oh, I don't even know. I don't know if I could even pronounce it. It was a <laughs> scan by my phone when I was putting a card into Apple Pay, and it just did a terrible job. <laughs> Nobody wants to get it right. That's okay. Nope. That's fine. It's the extra Z's that always throw things off. <laughs> yep. 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 Um, and finally, from Waterworld Studios in Albany, New York, it's Bobby Pay. Hi, Bobby. Good evening, Hillary. Good evening. Um, as usual, we'll do some small talk, mailbag, medium talk, T she recommends, and how you can get involved with the show. Um, with that, Meredith, take us into some small talk. Oh my goodness, you guys. <laughs> I had an eventful morning. Um, we are recording this on Black Friday, and as Bobby has noted, um, public radio's number one favorite thing is to play songs that are extremely on the nose for whatever day it happens to be. <laughs> Right, like yeah, tax, tax man, tax man. <laughs> the inner, tri- like the inner trivia host in me, the ex trivia host in me is delighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were we were making breakfast this morning, kind of late. Um, I woke up at four a.m. He woke up at ten. So Dang. we were making brunch. <laughs> I know it's not fair. Um, and so we're we're cooking, and usually we'll listen to NPR in the morning. Um, while we're making breakfast on the weekends and it kind of feels like a weekend. So we're we're kind of just putzing around in the kitchen and I was going to turn on Michigan radio, which is the station I usually listen to. And he's like, hey, why don't we listen to the Ohio one um, that I used to listen to? And I'm like, sure. So we put that on and it's WYSO uh, out of Yellow Springs, Ohio, home of Antioch College. And it was, you know, just normal NPR programming. But then, of course, they have the, like, local uh, host come in every once in a while. And he – it was just this, like, you know, very local public radio awkward banter uh, between him and one other person. And then it was just him uh, by himself for the rest of the show. And it was kind of a music show. And he was, like – 
chuckling to himself every time he said that today we're doing songs about Friday or with the color black or about commerce. And he was just so delighted huh. with this but why, idea. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's so out of the blue. What made him think about this? Black <laughs> and, he and just so, so proud of himself, like just chuckling every time he, he brought it up and came back from another song. And so we're listening. There were a couple. I think they started out with Paint It Black. Um, yes, of course. Yes. Of course. And and I'm, I was thinking like, okay, what's a good one? Like, I don't know. And then it occurred to me, there's a song called Friday by someone whose last name is Black, and that is Rebecca Black. Yeah. Meredith, if there's evil a genius, if there's a less public radio song, I don't know it. And um, so I haven't like requested a song to the radio. Were you like, on? Just years. dialing, 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 so dialing. He gave a phone number, and I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm not going to call him. I can't do that. And luckily, he gave an email address. So I was like, okay, I can handle this. <laughs> So as I'm like making pancakes, I, I was sending an email on on my phone and I said something like, I'm I'm so sorry, but like you, you know, Friday to. by Rebecca Black <laughs> fits this theme perfectly. And he didn't respond for a while and I was I just kept listening very, very closely, like, come on, come on, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> and this went on for I don't know, three hours. I think it was like a three hour show. And he wrote me back eventually and and um or no, what happened first is he said on the air, he's like, I've gotten a couple of requests for this song and I'm debating whether to do it. And, and uh, yeah, he said, I, I think I'm debating whether to play Friday by Rebecca Black and kind of just left it at that. Um, and I sent him a gif that said, you can't just change the rules because you don't like how I'm doing it, which is from <laughs> the show, uh, I Think You Should Leave, which is a good watch. Um, and he wrote me back right away with a YouTube clip from that show of him singing a song that I think he wrote called Friday. And I was like, wow, that's that's a good yeah. response. Yeah. Um, and I kind of left it at that. I was like, well, that was a funny exchange. And then... I got an email like maybe half an hour later that said, Psst, Friday's coming in about five minutes. <laughs> and I was like, yes, yes you did it. <laughs> so happy. We're like high-fiving in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually did play like 30 seconds of it oh, uninterrupted. God. And then he cut in and he was just like, he was going, you know, he was doing the the outro of the show. And I was like, well, that's, you know, that's as, about as good as I can ask for. I mean, 30 um, seconds of that song seems about right. Yes, it's it about as much as anyone needs to hear. It's a terrible right. song. Um, but I was just, I was, it was a very bright spot in my weekend. It was really fun um, to actually request a song and have it on the radio. It was yes. just like an old thrill, you know? And especially that song, and especially on uh, Antioch Public Radio. <laughs> I don't know why you say it's such a shitty song. I mean, it's got the lyrics partying, partying, fun, yeah. fun, 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 fun. And what good song doesn't talk about cereal? Yeah. I we when the kids, well, not even that much little, like maybe in 2019. When it was Friday and they wouldn't want to get out of bed, I would blast that song. (laughs) (laughs) I heard it many, many times. And the kids were like, yes, it's Friday. Yes. Fun, 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 fun. (laughs) Oh, I'm proud of you. I remember trying to call the radio station and it was just busy signal after busy signal. And then you would finally get in and you're like, I did it. I did Mm -hmm. it. 
Oh, good time. What's the phrase that pays at Ohio Public Radio? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, Hillary. Yes. How dare you? Yes. How, what? What did I do? You know uh, what you did. You know what you, you did. Know. You know. This is what happens when you send us a message on Tuesday, the day of the Jambo. <laughs> That's just a picture of your 7.30 p.m. dinner reservation. Like, whoopsie, I'm at a weatherization right exactly when our meeting is. Whoopsies, I have to go to it. I guess I won't be there. Okay, so I don't really have a good excuse, except that I had made like four reservations because I was put in charge of, okay, um, background, which sort of is in our medium talk a little bit. Um, my brother-in-law and I went to <laughs> LOL rival colleges. I mean, this is like division three rival. This is not, uh, it's silly, but there is sort of a, you know, uh, they, they have a football game they play that there's some cup that is won in it. I mean, it's sort of silly. So Bob and I will bet like who is whoever wins and like, you know, you have to cover the spread. Um, uh, whoever wins has to take the person out for dinner, like a fancy dinner at Thanksgiving. I like that you're not just betting on who wins. You're really getting into it. <laughs> oh, you're, yeah. You're no, getting Bob, into the lines. Bob is like, no, it, we, this has to be real. Like, you got to cover the spread. Anyway, so I won. Go Lynx. Woo, Reds Lynx. Um, they're terrible otherwise at any other sport, really. But they won this game. And so I w- – because I live here and they were coming down here, I was in charge of making the reservations. I think I made like five reservations and they were all like, one was at 845, one was at 630, one was at blah, blah, blah. And I just, I just forgot. I forgot which one we were doing and it was my fault. Sorry. Well, it did provide us with some entertainment because Mm -hmm. first of all, like we weren't quite sure what you meant by it. (laughs) And so we went and looked up the restaurant. You know, when, when you didn't show up, at 7.30, we were like, is Hillary coming? And they were like, oh, maybe that's what that picture Sorry. was. Sorry. We went through that menu yes. with a fine-tooth comb, and we were like, we sure I did. really hope she is not paying for that dinner. No, like, that I'm not. That better be no, a, a no. work function or something. Like, we couldn't figure out why the heck you were doing this. Like, well, $50 I, for, like... I, I sort of felt lobster tail. I sort of felt bad because I was like, Bob, I, I did kind of like we can split it. I did kind of pick an expensive restaurant. And he was like, No, no, it's okay. Um, no, I was not paying for it. I've been twice now, and I have never paid for it. Yes, um, it looked good. Yeah. So first good. of all, we were like, Simi Estiatorio is that Italian? And we're like. But Hillary doesn't like pasta. What kind of <laughs> bullshit is this? So that's why we went to the website. And then it was Greek. Mm, and, and from there, it, mm-hmm. it was on. And yes. I mean, we can talk about the Brizola, which is the USDA <laughs> prime ribeye steak, 22 ounces with Greek oregano fries for $62. (laughs) We were like, this better be a work function. (laughs) No, it was a bet. But um, I I have been when we ordered, and this is, again, I was not paying. We ordered the Acropolis platter, which is 12 oysters. (gasps) Oh, we discussed the Acropolis platter. (laughs) And it's all like as comical looking as you would think. Like it's a huge, like towering, you know, seafood platter. It's delicious, but uh, yeah, it's kind of insane. And it's $155. For everybody listening, it's 12 oysters, six giant shrimp, one and a half pounds of lobster, (laughs) and an unspecified amount of colossal crab meat. (laughs) It's delicious. It was 
obviously delicious. No, we were pretty basic, and I was like, I'm going to be nice about this. I'm not going to order anything too crazy. We got the spreads, obviously, because it's like tzatziki, hummus, and, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, Dave and I split. Dave got the... um, what did he get? He got kind of like a chicken kebab kind of deal that was really good. Um, I got the Greek salad, and we split that. But then I had some of my sister. She got like the crab cakes or something. And I can't remember what Bob got, but because I was sitting catty corner to him, so I got. And then we got some the Greek oregano French fries. Mm. Chef's kiss. Those were really good. I was extremely full after everything, and I had a fair amount of wine. Um, but it was fun. <laughs> it's fun. I'll take y'all there. I will pay for it if I take y'all there. So then the other question that we had about this is we know you were there on a Tuesday because yes. that's Jambo night. <laughs> I know. Um, but when we looked at the events page, if you go on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you get to listen hmm. to DJ Jen Lasher. And there's a big <laughs> yes. picture of Jen with her DJ setup. And we were just wondering about this. You know, I've never been... Um, and you know, I will say also the vibe inside it. It's a pretty restaurant. It's in a really old... Um, building which in Austin there's not a ton of old buildings but it's like an older building and but the vibe inside once you really get in the restaurant is very um euro trash I would say like it's it feels like you're in 1995 London well that does fit the vibe of DJ Jen Lasher yes (laughs) yes and there's you know some people hanging around the bar that sometimes I think maybe are being paid to be at the bar Mm. um for certain reasons, which is fine. That's fine. Um, so yeah, there's there's kind of an odd vibe. I just like the food a lot, though. I think it's good, and I don't have to pay for it. Well, DJ Jen provides casual house vibes, it <laughs> says here. And uh, and Bobby was immediately on her Instagram page tracking, tracking her down. And we looked at mm. a lot of pictures of a lot of interesting looks. Oh, yes. This way. You gave us like 25 minutes of really <laughs> oh choice God. entertainment during the meeting. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, was bye. <laughs> I'm going to eat. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I so we forgive you. Time. It was fun. It was a fun conversation. <laughs> I mean, I want, it. I want to eat here. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it there. I and I want to go on a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Hell, yeah. I know. Now I'm realizing <laughs> both times I've gone, obviously once on a Tuesday and the other time was on a Wednesday. That's some bullshit. I want to yeah, go. Yeah, you get to go. DJ Jen Lasher. <laughs> when she's okay. not playing at La Barbecue. <laughs> Which is also another good her. place. Wow, DJ Jen really gets around. <laughs> right? DJ Jen is busy. Yeah. Yeah. She's getting paid. Good for her. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Anne is uh, Lundholm Construction LLC is back in business. Yeah. Tell us more. Yeah, it is. Well, you may or probably may not uh, have noted upon the lack of gingerbread talk. Over I the was last just thinking about few this. months, and that Thank is. God, I was worried about your kitchen. I thought this was going to be like <laughs> construction, construction. No, no, no. This is um, this is my construction company for my gingerbread. <laughs> but the reason that I stopped talking about gingerbread is that I stopped doing it in the summer because it turns out when you get into the more humid summer months here, yes. that's not super great for gingerbread. Mm. Like I could tell that. The stuff that I made that had some more, that um, had some thinner pieces on it, like in between a bank of windows, you know, there would be a little strip of gingerbread separating each window. And they started to kind of bow mm. and curve a little bit with the humidity that getting into the gingerbread. And then the icing on the outside kind of cracked a little bit because I think the whole building just swelled enough mm-hmm. that it cracked the icing. 
And then so I thought, well, okay, that's fine. We'll just wait until it gets a little bit drier. And most of the pieces that I already built, I just threw away because they were starting to look a little structurally unsound. But the original tower that I made was still so beautiful that I kept it. And I was like, but I don't want it sitting on the dining room table for six months. So I put it in the downstairs bathroom. I don't know. It was just sitting there. And I went in there today to like clean the sink. And I noticed that some of the brickwork icing had sort of crumbled off. And I went and I just touched it a little bit and it all started falling off. And I was like, okay, so now like we got um, dry again and the building contracted and the icing's falling off. So that went into the garbage today. Bye bye. Oh, no. Did you tower. just want to repoint? No, I really don't because I'm on to bigger and better things. Because over the last couple of weeks, I counted, I have baked 50 panels uh, for the upcoming structure. I started uh, microplaning the edges last week so that they'll be really nice and straight and there won't be any <laughs> bulges or whatever. I've been watching a fair number of like fancy gingerbread house YouTubes. So I have a little bit more to bake, but then it's it's going up. It's happening. I can't uh, believe it. It seems like when you announced this, it was like, well, that's going to be a long time from now. And uh-huh. now it's like, it's here. Nope. I still have all those rolls of NECA wafers left, so I think I'm probably <laughs> going to shingle all the roofs. And... Those will last indefinitely. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and I have a new tower that I made slightly different dimensions because I thought the old one was a, it was nice, but it was a little clunky for what I wanted to do. So I made it a little narrower. And then I have like a two-story wing and then a one-story wing. And I think I'm going to try and build a greenhouse. Oh my Jesus. God. I know, because I really want to try and build a greenhouse. But, uh, and then I'm thinking, I still have a little bit more baking to do. And I'm like, well, what? it's sort of churchy looking. It has sort of like churchy, long, narrow windows for part of it. I'm like, well, I can make like a railing, a nice railing that goes around it. And so we are about to swing into high gear. I have some royal icing in the fridge that I had in the freezer for a while, so I've thawed that. It's ready to go. And I expect that my project will be uh, smooth sailing, come in on time, under budget. Wow. I'm excited. to see this. I know, me too. I hope so. I did add some extra pieces that I did not test with the whole thing, so... We'll have to see how that Taking goes. Taking some risks. A L- little bit of risk, but I think that I have figured it out now. You know, I've done enough practice that I know what the mind fields, mind fields, mind fields are to look for. And like the first tests that I did, I forgot to account for the thickness of the actual pieces of gingerbread. So I had to retest, whatever, whatever. I'm ready. I'm ready to do this. This is like... It's like Apollo 13 where they're like, they forgot to add the weight on for like the moon rocks <laughs> that they were going to have back. It's like all of these sort of, you have to like think through every single scenario. Yep. Yep. Like the roofs didn't fit on correctly how I'd drawn them the first time. And I'm like, well, back to the drawing board. <laughs> you're like you really Gary's a niece. contractor. Yep. Yeah. I yep. am. And you're going to bill for all of these extra hours, too. (laughs) You better believe. I better see a change order from the customer. That's all I can say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Like, I am shocked at me. the amount of regional economic development granting that one home construction <laughs> LLC has received. Well, as a woman-owned firm, you know, right. uh, people have quotas to meet. Where we yeah. use minority or women-owned firms, so I really have a leg up in that department. Yeah. <laughs> Those damn kids in the woods, they, they have to qualify for low-income housing, right? Probably. So, <laughs> uh, so good deal. But I excited. don't know what this last... Uh, line item is or who it refers to. I Somebody needs there. a letter of recommendation. This was this was a late breaking thing in my world. So okay, um, I'll put the full text of something in the Slack channel so that you have a little more context for this for an email I got. It's right under the picture of the Rhodes Lynx mascot, which is terrifying. <laughs> oh, I just thought that was a furry that you were putting in there for some reason. Well, also yes, but um, that that is the fearless mascot. Of the Rhodes Scholars at yes. at Rhodes. I mean, who, Bobby? Who is DJ uh, Jen with in the second picture? I have no idea. Oh, I thought you put it in there because it was notable, not because her outfit is fly, which it I is. It, it I is. put it in there because her outfit is fly. Okay. Yeah, because we all love that cover from The Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Um, I received an email to my work email a couple hours ago, and I'm comfortable talking about this on the show because I won't use anyone's names. Um, and I, I need some advice. So I got an email from someone asking if I could write a letter of recommendation for them. They are looking to apply to a master's program and they're looking, and this person is looking for a professional reference. And he asked that I would be his faculty person since we worked so closely together and he learned things from me. Um, this is a person who I have not spoken to or thought of in Literally 15 years. Weird. Hmm. Uh, we worked together at our student newspaper. Oh. When I was the editor-in-chief and he was uh, a managing editor. Hmm. And so I did technically teach our class in that all of our editors were independent study students and got credit. We had a faculty advisor who was technically the person who had the authority to dole out the credits and what i would do is at the end of the semester i would essentially refer give my recommended grades to that advisor and then she would say okay great and that was <laughs> thanks that. for and doing I, my job for me right exactly right. and i taught the the reporting class because like our core of reporters was a class of kids taking journalism basically and uh yeah i um even if i wanted to write a letter of recommendation for this person i, I don't remember any salient details <laughs> i mean this is literally this was t- 2006 2007 my question would be why they don't have anybody from their more recent past yeah right. who yeah. would write them a letter right. um that would be my concern like have they alienated right. anybody else that they've worked with and they have to keep going back and back and back you know my concern is this first paragraph this is odd Right. Yes, well, it the, is. The first paragraph is that that he basically stalked my LinkedIn. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or or whatever because because again, it's not like so. I have I I've written a lot of recommendation letters for old interns from Viva through the years because I had a really good crop of interns or or several interns through the years. You know, I had a couple of duds, but most of my head were great. And I still have one intern who. Is, is sort of a serial job searcher, can't figure out what she wants to do with her life. And honestly, these last few years, I don't blame anyone for that. And so even now, I'll still get a reference call check 
for something from her. It'll always mm-hmm. be something really different too. Like one day she'll be sending me a letter being like, Hey, can you send a letter of recommendation for nursing school? And then the next one, it'll be like this thing for a business program. And mm, yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. Cause, cause for her, I have a general letter on file. I, I'm happy to do it. I don't really care. Like, I think it's going to become less and less effective for her as the date, you know, it was like four years ago now that she was my intern. Yeah. Uh, but this, this is out of nowhere. (laughs) It's an odd way to open the letter as well. Yes. So, I mean, other people can't see this. So what they say basically is this letter finds you well. I can tell because you're really racking up the credentials on your social media. So strange. (laughs) It's so, I mean, I, I commend him for having her i don't know i really don't know uh well but- and that is actually something else interesting here so like for someone that i have not spoken to and barely thought of in literally almost 15 years um his email address name like the name that he has entered to appear as his email and the way he signed the letter do not make it immediately apparent who it is the only reason i knew is because the actual address is his full name but like it doesn't come mm. like it's not like he's in my address book as that name. He's not in my work address book. Like he has set his email settings to come through with just an abbreviated version of his first name. So it took me a minute to figure out I, I didn't know who it was until I I like checked the address. I mean, I'm I'm really never one I like think that passive aggressiveness is really bad. It doesn't work. But like, could you just pretend like you didn't see it? I thought about it, and of course, there's a you know, there's a point oh one chance that he'll find this episode in here, right? I was about and, to say, and if yeah, you have, I I am okay with that because, come on, man, you caught me completely off guard here. <laughs> like, if you've been stalking my social media effectively, then you know I talk about my life every week mm-hmm. with very little filter. You are content. Yeah. So thanks for that. But um, I I genuinely just don't know. You know, um, I wonder, Andrea Ballard, if you're out there. Or, or if we have any other HR, you know, professional types, like, I, I guess, like, I, I'm, again, I'm just, I'm lacking for, like, and it's what not, I would even It's not even, like, that, that you would say, like, he was really bad at his job or whatever. It's just, like, I literally don't know you. Like, I don't know you. Right. So it's hard <laughs> I don't to. know what yeah. you've done yeah. in the last 15 yeah. years. And also, like, with the interns, like, the smart ones keep in touch and yeah, so right. yeah. and also i have one rule for all my interns which is always if you're applying for a job and you would like to use me as a reference send me the resume and cover letter you submitted for that job and the job posting mm. so that a i know they're calling and b i know what they're asking about yeah right, right. so like i yeah. can read it and be like oh yeah they have those skills and they match that like just so that i mainly so i'm not annoyed like if I get a call out of the blue, I'm like, oh wait, that person, oh that kind of job, oh, okay, now that sounds interesting. But like I want to answer effectively, so do my homework for me, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's Send the least they can notes. do. They're asking yeah. you for a favor. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I, I just... don't think there's anything wrong with declining this question, mm-hmm. and it also makes me suspicious. I mean, we we said why why are you the person? that they're coming to at 15 years down the road. Don't they have any more, any more recent? And also the, uh, I mean, you explained it, that you were kind of the de facto faculty. Right. Sort of like, it's kind of fits the bill, but not really. I'm sure that's not what they are asking for. For any, just, just to clarify anything for listeners. I'm sorry that we've just, we've read you most of the email now. (laughs) Um, 
uh, he is applying for a master's program unrelated to journalism. So oh. it's not even it's not even like he's applying to J school and saying, "Can you vouch for me as a journalist like I was 15 years ago?" It's a yeah. It's they a, need to get a letter from somebody who has experience relevant to their position they're seeking. I think yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not that not that you know a letter on Albany Symphony letterhead from the director of development and marketing of the Albany <laughs> Symphony is not, you know, I worth mean, its weight in something, but. It has literally nothing to do with what he is. <laughs> nothing to do with what yeah. he's asking. I you. just don't mm-hmm. like the, you'll be my quote unquote faculty person. Why like the quotes? Winky winky? Unless yeah, you it know a that you're bit trying to, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Kind of get one over. It's very weird. Yes. Mm. Okay, so I'm not the only one who thinks that, but no, just, no. just completely. And I, I, I sent this to one other colleague from that time who is a close friend who I do keep in touch with. Um, and that person was just equally surprised and, and noted that it, we thought this person had disappeared. You know, I don't keep in touch with – I'm just bad at keeping in touch with people. I, I have not kept in touch with many people from that era of my growing up. Um but uh, apparently it wasn't just me with him. You know, he was sort of nowhere to be found and then has bubbled there up. There he is. The couple of, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So I, I asked my faculty advice. Well, my the director of my master's program, when I was um, looking for my new job uh, late last year, Um, but I have been in contact with him pretty regularly and I've taken, you know, interns from his program to mentor and things like that. Like, you know, I haven't seen him in person in a long time, but but you've kept a relationship with him. Yeah. And I've done him favors by taking on interns. So, you know, it's like, you know, I don't think it's a big ask in that situation. No, this is weird. This is a little weird. Yeah. But on the other hand, if I may play a tiny devil's advocate, I yes. am a person who doesn't tend to keep in touch, who kind of disappears because I'm just not a reacher outer and I don't really think that people care about me anyway. And so I don't maintain necessarily the connections to be able to easily ask for a reference right. from people. And, and, you know, there are lots of people who could give me references, but they're people that I'll work with now. And so that's not great so i would probably have a hard time finding finding somebody somebody that i thought was the right person to mm-hmm. you know write a recommendation for me i would be happy to write a recommendation for you Anne. me too <laughs> me too i'm a statistician i'll do it all right <laughs> you got him she's gonna write you a bunch of zeros and ones i'll write you a really passionate letter of how great i'll you write are it in human. binary and they'll have to be Oh, that is the nerdiest thing. <laughs> Can you send it in like a SAS printout, Meredith? I will, yes. I don't know what they're talking about, Hillary. <laughs> it's, it's I, I feel me. like that meme, like it's like a golden retriever. He's like, I have no Ring idea goggles, what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> That's me. I have that same impulse, in of like, I don't want to network. I don't want to like. Oh, no, God. <laughs> none of that. Like, it's all horrible. I'm no Bobby. To me. So, yeah, I have, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, Bobby, you, I mean, in the before days, you go to conferences just to, like, schmooze and network. Yeah, you're and a good networker. And the thought of doing that fills me with dread to my core. <laughs> I go to conferences to go to the classes and then hide in my room. <laughs> you That's nerd. funny, because I actually, yeah, yeah, do the exact opposite. I skip the classes and just go for the networking. <laughs> ugh, ugh. No um, I mean, you could be like, hey... You know, if you don't want to leave it on like a 
on red or whatever and you could just be like i just um you know i'm i'm happy that you're doing this that's like sounds like an exciting um you know potential career or whatever but like i I just don't know if I'm the right person to do this since, you know, this was not my field and I haven't seen you in so long, but I wish you well. Yeah, I think that's perfectly polite. Yeah. If you really don't want to do it. Which I wouldn't. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's not even as much a matter of not wanting to do it. It's just not knowing where to start. Mm -hmm. Um, That's, you know. You start with the harp sound because we're going back to the past. <laughs> <laughs> I already used that trick once this month. I don't think I can do that again. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, I don't have a good power out on yeah. uh, letter to letter be request, continued. I, yeah, I'll, I'll let yeah. you all know how it goes when I reconnect with this. Uh, I, I'll write back something. And it'll, it'll be something, probably a diplomatic uh, reason why I shan't <laughs> be writing Contribute. this letter. I mean,. The, the problem is, like, when I was in college, there was um, there was an admin who was a legend for writing shitty letters of recommendation, basically, that got people <laughs> pushed out of getting into law school. Everyone would think, oh, he's, he's a shithead, and I don't mind naming him. It was Dennis Black, who, hey, maybe he could put a song on. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, he was a vice president for student affairs until he got busted for um, basically laundering a bunch of money. Um, oh, Dennis. But he would, um, people would ask him to write letters of recommendation for UB Law School because he went, he was a grad of UB Law. And he would just um, write them and submit them. And then they would find out later that he just said that, you know, these people should absolutely not be getting enough. Oh, God. <laughs> like, uh, he was that, that guy. Horrible. He was God. actively sabotaging people. Well, he was just giving his honest opinion. And, like, people would think that they, you know, he liked them and then they would just think wrong. Oh, like, God. And instead of saying, I really shouldn't write this letter, he'd be like, well, I guess. Yeah. Um, I'm going to fuck you so, over right now, but yeah. all right. Well, you know, uh, not a good guy. In no, the no. Uh, he used to own the house across <laughs> from ours on Mayfair Lane uh, before oh. we moved in. Oh, um, so, uh, yeah, like, I don't want to do that either. I don't want to really being like, oh, you know, he was a decent guy 15 years ago, I guess. Like, <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> yeah. uh, so... Oh, yeah, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll send a polite, polite decline. And, and if you hear this, uh, you know, sorry, but you just heard the process that got us where we are. <laughs> I mean, at least you can't. He won't be like, but I don't understand why. <laughs> you just send him our clips. Send him a talk to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the whole show is worth hearing, but go in about 15, 20 minutes if you need the quick version. Um, okay, should we move on to mailbag? That's me, yeah. All right. From letters to mailbag. Yeah. Um, and, you know, this is dipping back into um, discussing Mike, which was basically the sole topic of last week. Um, we got a really nice uh, note from Alicia. She said, Hi, T. Shears. Like so many others in our imaginary friendo world, I was devastated when I heard the news. I never met Mike, and our only interactions were an occasional feedback, Facebook like or. Com- sorry my thing is spread out okay or comment but that sinking reality that i'll never hear him again is still deeply painful your tribute last week filled me with so much warmth and hope though it's hard to make friends as adults yes it is throw in a pandemic and we might as well go back to bed right it's, <laughs> yes. oh, yeah uh but somehow you all found each other and we your fans and friends and families are better for it now we know we know that somehow it was mike uh may his memory be a blessing mm-hmm. and maybe all may we all be so fortunate to know someone like him Take care, friends, Alicia, which is very sweet. Very sweet. Very sweet. One of these days, 
uh, whenever I go to Boston, Alicia, you, me, and Bobby will hang. That's where she's from, right? Mm-hmm. Bobby? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do some um, birthday shots? Yes. I, <laughs> yes. I just remember you and yes. Bobby. Bobby wouldn't take my shot. Yeah. It was. Because it, was like it wasn't some... brown liquor. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> I was like. Okay, look. <laughs> so this this uh, this came up over uh, uh, over the last couple of days because I was reminiscing with uh, one of the people who was at my quote unquote bachelor party which was the reminder to the world that I do not drink things that are not brown liquor because I will just um, eat street meat and then throw up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, you didn't want that. I didn't want to ruin your trip like that. Oh, gosh, yeah. No, it was fine. It was disgusting anyway, so I I forgive you. Um, Okay, question of the week responses. What are your thoughts about Mike? Um, Kristen steps in, and this is a little bit of a long one, but I thought it was very lovely. Um, Kristen says, I definitely haven't known Mike as long as many of you, but he had a huge impact on me. Mike reached out to me on Facebook Messenger out of the blue a few years ago after I had said something that I don't remember about my neuromuscular disease on the stents page. It was probably a story about falling down in public or something a stranger said to me in a parking lot, like how I couldn't park in a handicapped spot because I look like a regular person. I've been physically disabled my whole life, but Mike was my first physically disabled friend. He just got it and got me in a way that none of our other of my other friends can. He got that being uh, me slash becoming him, becoming, okay, yeah, becoming disabled didn't define us, but it did impact all aspects of our lives, even when we thought slash hoped it wouldn't or that we could have a normal day. Finding a friend like that, I don't even have words to say how meaningful that was to me. I am and always have been a pretty nerdy rule following person. If you had told me 10 years ago that I would meet and become friends with a former bank robber who did time in prison, I never would have believed you. But Mike was so much more than those 71 months and actions leading up to that time. He looked out for me and checked on me like an older brother. He called me kid for crying out loud. I'm 38. He called me kid too. <laughs> me too. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're not special, Kristen. No, I'm just kidding. No. Um, after not traveling for a year and a half, I somewhat impulsively booked a trip to Austin that summer, the summer. I had never been before, and my 11 and I were looking to rent a place at the pool, so why not go to the surface of the sun? At the time, I thought I having uh, lunch with Mike, Emily, and Cullen was just a bonus, but now it stands out as a highlight of that trip and this year. I'm so glad I got to meet Mike and his family in person before we lost him. Sending you all love, uh, friendos, real and imaginary. That's sweet. I think it was really sweet, and I, I follow, um, I don't know if it's public, I follow Kristen on Twitter, and she, she'll post really interesting things about, you know, disability and just kind of dealing with it um and I, I as somebody who does not have disability in that way i i think it's fascinating and you know we don't we don't do it right by it at all anyway thank you um julie says three things come to mind uh when i think about mike i am one of the uh, many people who mike encouraged directly to come to live events with my imaginary radio friends I now have many wonderful friends that I might not have had the courage to make otherwise. I admired his intelligence and sharp sense of humor, and I deeply respected his personal accountability. Many people who have had similar life experiences permanently adopt a self-centered victim role. I know Mike. I knew Mike only through Facebook and podcasts, but I never saw even a hint of that in him. True. That's very true. Yep. No, he sometimes stubbornly was like, not a victim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I yeah, I would crumple up and you know, like I'm in bed for the rest of my life. Um, okay, Kenneth says I first met Mike at the TBTL meetup at the Moon Tower. 
Um, I talked to him for a little, and later he brought me to the recording with Christy and Anne. He was very nice. He did, however, talk about the female volleyball players that were near us. I said, they did look nice, but I prefer the shirtless men. We laughed over that. <laughs> that was funny. You and me both, Ken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Anne says Mike was profoundly funly, funny and profoundly kind and you don't often get that as a package deal very true nope. mm-hmm. uh, Maggie says he was one of a kind all caps I never met anybody like him he was a rock star the way he turned his life around how caring he was for everyone he was outrageously intelligent witty funny to the bone sorry these are the all caps I will miss him so much in this world he was so loved and so loving I can't believe he's gone but the, but he left the world a better place and he left us better people you couldn't know him and ever be the same because knowing him made you up your game or live in shame Maggie, you're so funny. I know. I love you. I love you. <laughs> um, Kalina says we didn't deserve him. I Much think like we dogs. did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, I think we, we earned him. Yeah. He made it. Yeah. yeah, he made us work for it. Yeah. Amanda says, I only met Mike at LRB picnics, but he seemed like a kind soul in spite of his curmudgeonly persona on the podcast. He will be missed. I genuinely think of uh, you as all, all his friends, and it is sad to lose part of the group. You're your friends, yeah. Amanda. Yeah. Amanda, you, yeah. Amanda gave me a ride um, to the anniversary event, so I will. You'll always be my friend. It's very nice. That's well, all it takes. Me. Yeah, Sweet. and just give me a ride, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrea says he was just a lovely person. I was afraid of him at first, but Anne told me not to be scared. <laughs> I just imagine Anne going, "Don't be scared. It's okay. It's okay." It's like when I talk to like. Bridget to go sit on Santa's lap or something. It's like, don't be scared. It's going to be okay. Uh, we had some good chats um, over Facebook, and I was thrilled that he joined the ranks of Sleeper Tens, and we were able to enjoy TBTL in a new way. My favorite memory was a show where he was railing about the price of stamps. Just hard to whatever it cost. I still think about that in that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that is really funny. Um, Carolyn says, Mike was a keen observer of humanity, which made his commentary on life so profound. Even when I disagreed with his opinions, I never felt like he was closed on a subject, which is a sign of a good human. I am a late 10, and LRB was good for me in filling in the background of the show. I wish I hadn't been a coward about me being on that show. Tishi is a great evolution from LRB, and I'm so grateful to have you in my ear holes every week. Aww. Thanks, Carolyn. Carolyn. Carolyn should just come on this show. Yeah, sure. Carolyn can Nicole be on. Yeah. yeah. It's, no, it's never too late. Just shoot no. us a line. Yeah. I mean, God, uh, if you give us a show idea... Oh, you you're be on. on. <laughs> Guest producer. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to edit, you can be on every two or three weeks. <laughs> um, Jane says, though I never met him, I found him to be intelligent, interesting, and funny, and an amazing tor- storyteller. That he was. He was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Amy says, he was so much, he was so very much. Mike knew exactly what to say and could just read whatever you were going through, even through text. He was a warm human to be around and text with. I think every person who has ever interacted with him had some memory um, that they hold dear that is now just even more precious. A memory and a moment to squeeze tight and protect always. Oh, Amy. And then Jennifer finally says, Mike threw himself into what he loved wholeheartedly and was a catalyst for spurring passions in others. He truly embodied the ideas of the Stones community and the mission to end global loneliness. He did. Sure did. He he was a good connector of people, indeed. It was interesting when I was at my mom's yesterday, she was telling me that she was not quite finished listening to the episode about Mike. And, you know, my mom 
didn't listen to TBTL, so she didn't listen to LRB or anything. And so she didn't know all of Mike's backstory. And we spent a long time, and I was telling her about all the various twists and turns in his life. And she was just amazed at what a life he had. Yeah. Yeah. He really did. Pretty wild. Um, well, thanks, you guys. Those are very, very sweet and uh, well-written notes about Mike. And I think he would still just love everybody talking about how wonderful he is. So, Mike, wherever you yep. are, there you go. <laughs> um, I, okay, Bobby? I would just interrupt for a moment. Before we go to Medium Talk, I went to PrettySnarky.com because I was curious. I knew the auction had closed, and I knew I didn't win anything. Um, just I think I put one bid on in one of the original T-shirts and was quickly outbid. Um, but I just, I just love Jen who posted a full update now that the auction has been closed for a few days. It's got all the instructions for if you ordered something and then there's a whole financial transparency section and she'll be posting exact accounting by January 30th. (laughs) (laughs) Once the taxes and cost of printing of the new shirts is handled. So she's withheld 25% of the cash just until that gets settled. But, um, just, (laughs) so it's really a matter of the final bill from the t-shirt printer and the taxes. Um, she sent $9,000 to Emily already. Oh, wow. that's amazing. Wow. So um, I bet we've got a lot of people listening here who also participated in that. And to that I say thank you, yeah. even to the person who outbid me for the 2XL <laughs> original Fireflies in a Jar t-shirt. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> Fuck you. But good job. I bid, I bid $50 and then somebody immediately bid out uh, $100 Oh, and dang. For, and, and, Big boy and money. Then it, and then it went for 101 a couple of days later. So somebody okay, went in. Price is right. Rose. Price is right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, well done there, everyone. Really. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. On to family time. <laughs> uh, we just finished talking about the warm and fuzzy feelings we have about spending time with people we choose. <laughs> Now into medium talk, we're going to talk a little bit about spending time with the people we didn't get to choose <laughs> as our families. Uh, we we had some show ideas for this week, but we knew that there'd be a lot of messages about Mike, and we're all still a little in our feelings, and also it's been a long fucking week with yep. Thanksgiving and everything else, and we're recording on Friday night. Friday, Friday, got to record on Friday. <laughs> partying, <laughs> so... partying. <laughs> fun, 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 fun. <laughs> <laughs> so uh i just uh we just thought it would be uh perhaps more interesting and then but just let it go to just talk a little bit about what we did this week and obviously hillary was full of seafood and food <laughs> right. to do it yeah. uh yes. and um I, so i think we'll just do that a little bit and then you know if anyone wants to join in that's great um and there's a lot of pie in your world going on right now. So maybe you could start by explaining that to us. Well, there's a lot of pie and there's actually a lot more future pie. In future pie. World. Future pie. <laughs> I, I would invest in pie futures. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, you guys know some of this, except not Hillary, because she was busy <laughs> having expensive Greek food yes. when we were talking about it. But we had a little, don't worry, mom, I'm not going to name any names, but I think it's worth talking about. Um, don't be mad at me, mommy. Um, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but my mom was hosting Thanksgiving this year, and I think it was, she said 13 or 14 people were coming, a couple of her sisters and, you know, their families and all of that. Anyway, she called me a few days before Thanksgiving because she said that 
uh, one family had decided not to attend when they found out that somebody in my family has chosen not to get vaccinated. <sighs> and now there was kind of a, a problem with how to handle it and what to do because my mom was pretty adamant and I thought this was the right move that she didn't want to just like disinvite the unvaccinated people because that's, you know, not the kind of relationship she wants to have and that I would want to have or anything. You know, it's like disinviting someone isn't yeah. like an active yeah. step that creates hard feelings. But on the other hand, it's not really very fair that the people who were, were dingleberries and have not done the right thing are the, the ones scientific term. Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're the ones who get to come and other people sort of lose out yep. Yep. because they don't want their lives to be placed in danger. And my mom was talking mm -hmm. about one thing that you'll read from the advice columnists, you know, your Abby's, your Ann's, your Amy's, all the A advisors, <laughs> is that you just invite everybody and people get to make their own choices about whether they want to attend and what their feelings are about that. And that's what the grown up way to do it. And I was like, well, yeah, but that's sort of when you're having interpersonal conflict and there's grudges and bad feelings and stuff. That doesn't apply to when somebody is potentially exposing yep. other people to a yep. deadly Disease. Yeah, like, do yeah. you want that in your home? She's hosting. Yeah, right. Yeah, and she thought, you know, maybe other people might want to pull out when they, you know, found out the circumstances as well. And she was like, honestly, it's just sort of feel like canceling the whole thing because that way everybody loses. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can't you can't disinvite someone, but you can't sort of de facto exclude other people. And I said, you know, I really think that's probably what I would do. Too. So this is like when one kid is bad and every like <laughs> nobody yep. will fess up yes. and everybody misses recess. Yep, that's exactly how it was. So yeah. she did end up canceling uh, the Thanksgiving. Oh, and by the way, one of the points that I made, which is a little selfish on my part, but I'm trying to be more selfish in a weird way, was yeah. that all these other people, these other family units, have other places they can go and things that they can do to make themselves a Thanksgiving. I do not. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah. Other people can come up with a different plan, but it would just be entirely canceling my Thanksgiving. And, and on a selfish way, I would like to have a dinner yeah. and some time and stuff. So anyway, now the problem uh, to get back to the pie was that I had already purchased the supplies to make uh, three pies plus ice cream plus whipped cream. And uh, I knew that that was a little silly at that point when it was now going to be me and my mom because we're not going to eat one and a half pies per person. <laughs> person. <laughs> and so I, I asked her which of the three she wanted. It was either going to be my standard apple pear crumble pie, a classic pumpkin, or a dark chocolate cream pie. And she picked mm. the apple pear crumble. So I made that and I did make the ice cream, too. Oh, my gosh. Um, yes. Oh, it was good. Just vanilla. Vanilla bean ice cream. Yeah. But the real kicker was my mom had a 17-pound turkey for the two of us. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. She sent me home with both, not just the turkey drumstick, but, like, the whole <laughs> rear, like, the whole 
haunch <laughs> both haunches of the turkey the rump roast of the turkey <laughs> plus a bunch of the white meat plus i think she cooked maybe 10 to 12 potatoes for the mashed potatoes <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, if you're gonna do it you gotta do stuffing. it i know yeah. i know like it's not that much more work to do more potatoes yeah you no, gotta no, wash and no. peel them but mm-hmm. all in all whatever so I have like at least five meals worth of leftovers. <laughs> oh my gosh. By the end of it, you're going to be like, I can't, I can't eat this anymore. Like it no, was delicious. And turkey. <laughs> so uh, you get, you get a soup coming too, right? Cause there's, if you got them hindquarters. Got them bones. Yeah. That's I don't right. really like turkey, homemade turkey soup or chicken soup or any of that. I'm weird. I don't like the soup vegetables. I don't like cooked carrots, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. So she'll probably, well, for she'll for sure make soup. She's got the carcass, and then she'll probably make turkey pot pie. I might see if I can worm my oh. way into one of those mm. pot pies. I love you, mommy. <laughs> who, wait, who was the, who used to take the turkey carcasses? Was it like Dukakis or Dukakis? Yeah. <laughs> it was the Dukakis carcasses. Yes. <laughs> And he had to put out an announcement last year saying, please don't leave your please carcasses don't. on my porch because COVID. He's carcassed out. Um, so it was. It did end up just being the two of us. And we had a really nice time. And we FaceTimed with the California yes. family. And we uh, looked through the uh, Hammaker Schlemmer catalog, which is, <laughs> I love those stupid Christmas catalogs so fucking much. They have such weird stuff. And Hammaker Schlemmer is weird stuff for rich people. Mm-hmm. And then there's other, uh, what, what do I get? Vermont Country Store is yes. weird stuff for poor yes. people. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <Super laughs> fun. Um, oh, guys, my mom got a massage chair after Ooh. two decades of wanting one she's splurged but it's okay she said she sold my dad's coin collection and that was <laughs> i don't know what it is about men and coin collections bobby can you <laughs> shed some I, light on that i you know what i think uh so he just wasn't uh, he didn't have the energy or wherewithal to smoke meat <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other <laughs> right yeah there's a there's, there's a short list it's that i mean did he read the world war ii books no did he watch the World War II raps that are on YouTube that I saw today? No, that's just your kid. <laughs> that's just worry. Yeah. So anyway, she, this is a nice massage chair. Like, you could fly a space shuttle from this thing. It has a remote control that you can connect to your phone, and she listens to our podcast while she's in the massage chair, and it, like... Um, it tilts you back and it stretches your legs yes. out mm. and it like um, pounds your butt yes. and yes. your back and your yes. neck and it squeezes various parts. I sat in it for, I was like, I'm just going to sit here for a few minutes. It gave me a 30 minute massage. And I was like, I'm not getting out of this thing till it's over. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry. I have to complete the cycle. That's what yep. has to happen. Having one of those at home is the dream. I know. Oh. It's so awesome. I'm like, I will be over every week. <laughs> and she thinks that you just want to see her and you're like, that too. But really, I'll get to you. Past her to the chair. <laughs> but to go back to pie for a final time, I still have all the ingredients for the pumpkin and the chocolate cream pie. So mm. I think once the apple pear crumble gets finished, I'm just going to make a pumpkin pie and eat it. Well, and then not? I'll make the yes, chocolate pie please. and eat it. That chocolate pie sounds really good. Well, ugh. So, 
Uh, I make it with the variation of using a graham cracker crust and a marshmallow meringue, and mm. sewage is a little bit of a s'mores pie. Mm-hmm. It's real good. I'm down for that. So I'm going to be drowning in pie over here for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Send us some. Uh, yeah, you're like, help me. I can't get up. You're like, oh, the pie is taking over your house. <laughs> <laughs> pie and gingerbread. Yep. Yes. What a way to go. Yep. Who's next? Should we go? We'll just go from left to right. Yep. So uh, from left to right on your radio dial, I'm next on the run sheet <laughs> uh, in the uh, gray pants and gray top. Uh, playing offense. Um, so uh, apparently COVID was just long enough. Or, I mean, it continues, obviously. And now we've got the Omicron variant coming oh, together. So we're yeah. just, we're fucked. Is that what yeah. it is? Is that we're, we're, we're to Omicron already? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Dang. South Africa has Omicron. I don't know what happened. It's like the hurricanes that, that never really evolve. And then like, you don't hear about those ones. So we skip a bunch. I assume that the Greek letters between... Delta and Omicron just fizzled out somewhere over the Pacific. There's kind well, of when a I read lot about this yesterday, yeah. I read that they were going to call it new. So I thought I thought it was going to be that one, but I guess mm. we skipped over that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, maybe they thought that would just be too confusing for us, <laughs> right? <Probably. laughs> it's like new Coke. Um, I think we just forgot how to do family holidays and scheduling and such. So. Uh, we realized this Thanksgiving, um, historically Thanksgiving is a holiday that I have posted, Sam and I have posted, but that not practical now. And Sam's mother, uh, of course, uh, you know, we lost Sam's father earlier this year. So, uh, she's, you know, a little sad and wants family time, wants to host her, you know, one of, one of Sam's brothers is local and can come over. The other is too far and can't. Uh, and so we said, okay, that's fine. We'll do Thanksgiving with, with my mother-in-law. It's great. And we said, we'll make it real easy. Uh, Bobby will cook. I'll come over and use your kitchen. That'll be great. I'll do the turkey. I'll do the sides. You don't have to do anything. We'll just make it easy. And then we realized a couple of things. One, uh, my mother uh, sort of left out because the rest of the family in Rochester has sort of their own different sets of plans now that they didn't used to have. And suddenly she's the odd one out and doesn't have Thanksgiving plans. And uh, Marianne, my mother-in-law, has decided uh, she wants to cook. So first it was, well, I'll do that. I'll do that side. Do you want me to pick up the turkey? I'll pick up the turkey. No, I'll just do the turkey. And before I knew it, I was completely out of everything. We ended up being the people who bring the rolls, the wine, and the something else. Something else from the grocery store. Nothing cooked. Nothing at all. So I didn't get to cook any Thanksgiving dinner this year. It was fine. It was lovely to see everyone. Everything was good. It just, I was bummed. I didn't get to cook any Thanksgiving dinner. So I haven't made a turkey. I haven't done anything. And then I'm also trying to figure out what to do with my mother because I feel awful that she's going to be stuck at home on Thanksgiving with nothing to do. So a couple of weeks ago, I said, you know, I'll come out to Rochester and we'll just do Thanksgiving a little late. I'll come out. We'll do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever. You'll notice we're recording on Friday night. I'm not in Rochester. (laughs) My mother says, no, I want to travel. I want to see the world. I want to come to Albany. (laughs) (laughs) The capital city. Good time for it, too. I'm just like, well, you know, I do live in Albany, sort of, but not when I don't have to. Like, probably going to be in Boston all weekend. But I, you know, I can come right. If I come to Rochester, then I can also see my other family. And, you know, but I want to come to Albany. I said, okay. Okay. So. Have fun uh, in Albany, Mom. (laughs) I'll be in Rochester. (laughs) 
you know me i'm I'm the travel agent of the family right so uh i booked her a hotel room i booked her a room at the renaissance i i went out of my way it's the nicest hotel in albany and then i went out of my way i know the sales manager at the renaissance in albany so i met her for a drink earlier this week and i said you know my mom is staying later this week i emailed her the reservation info i i used my sweet upgrade nights you know, the ones I got back from that shitty hotel in Seattle after four months of begging for them and yelling at customer service, I got them back. And I said, let's put her in a really nice room for two reasons. One, because we're going to hang out in that room, so it's got to be big enough for us to spend time in because my apartment is uh, uh, not big enough for both of us here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and two, it'll give me an excuse to finally use these sweet nights. But I, I talked to the sales manager and I said, hey – do me a favor. My mom is in town. If you give her a little VIP treatment, that'd be great. And all that cost me was the sales manager turning around and saying, I would be happy to do that. By the way, I'm chairing the Red Cross Gala this spring. You'll join my committee, right? No. Uh, I should have just paid for the fucking room. So, uh, so my mom is happily at the Renaissance now, but I'm in the middle of Thanksgiving too, as we're recording this today. She came into town. We went all around town. We got Chinese food, not exactly authentic Chinese or uh, Thanksgiving, but yeah. maybe, uh, yeah, whatever. And then tomorrow we're going out and doing more exploring. We went to the Albany Institute of History and Art today. We're going down the Hudson River to uh, a farm and flea market sale thing tomorrow. It's a whole thing. I found a whole weekend of seeing Albany. The tourism board should hire me. So that's (laughs) what my weekend has turned into. It's turned into a three and a half day Thanksgiving extravaganza of me playing host. And yet not getting to cook a turkey. You are a real good son, I must say. Aww. You are. I try. All I wanted to do was cook a turkey and watch football. That's all I wanted to do. <laughs> I did you watch football. You wanted to cook a turkey? Football. Yes. Hmm. I like doing the Thanksgiving. You like I, like putting your hand in the turkey's like <laughs> inner life and you, pulling out all of them? <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes, Hillary. That is my favorite part. That's the best part. I like putting my hand right up that turkey's ass so that I can pull out its innards. And make uh, gravy with them. Excuse me, it's the turkey's inner life. Now I will never refer to it in any other way. <laughs> that neck is not going to brace itself, Hillary. Uh, uh, yes, I like doing the turkey, and I, I have an efficiency size oven here, so I probably couldn't even do yeah. like a spatchcock turkey like we did for a couple of years in Buffalo. So. I I may yet still try to find a turkey, although I did pop into a friend's house here in Boston. Um, He did not do his Thanksgiving shopping until Wednesday afternoon. Ooh. Could not find a turkey. Yeah. Which was a thing this year. So uh, it was roast chicken at his house. Yeah. (laughs) Thursday. Uh, But yeah, I I may try to find one and just make Thanksgiving dinner. I'm in Albany all week because we have a concert this weekend. It's the magic of Christmas next weekend, by the way, (laughs) as you're hearing this. Uh, in Albany, if you're anywhere within your shot of Albany and would like tickets, let me know. Uh, I may yeah, just make Thanksgiving dinner, just buy a turkey, potatoes, creaming casserole, bunch of sides, just do it for myself and eat it all week and then yeah. make my own soup. Because... Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's family's Thanksgivings here, plural. <laughs> Meredith. Um, Bear just jumped up on the desk. Good timing, buddy. <laughs> Ready He's like, I'm ready. Over. Well, they can't <laughs> cut it out of the track because I'm talking. How was Bear's um, Thanksgiving? 
I don't know. We went to Grand Rapids. <laughs> we left him alone. <laughs> Home alone all day. Poor guy. Um, yeah, it was a small, um, you know, immediate family only gathering. Everybody was uh, boosted, but um, things are not good in Michigan right now yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I'm, I'm glad that it was a small group. It was... Um, it was my mom, my stepdad, my brother, sister-in-law, Victor, Olivia, and Gregory. Victor. And, yes, Victor was there. <laughs> I was like, it's just such Victor. a name. It's like Victor. Um, he should really have, after you say Victor, dun-dun-dun. Victor. Uh, my sister um, has been battling a cold, not COVID, but just a cold. She's tested negative multiple times, but just feels like garbage um so she did not want to uh give us that and we were all grateful for that so she stayed home and so did her boyfriend um and so we missed out on her uh green bean casserole but she offered to bring it and we were like nah it's okay (laughs) like just drop it off (laughs) no thank you (laughs) um we're going (laughs) ding dong yeah Yeah, exactly exactly person green bean casserole my my brother's birthday is in a couple days so we're going back next weekend for his birthday so we'll see her then she'll be recovered um, but we did bring her leftovers after dinner, dropped them, uh, met her outside. She was walking the dog, and <laughs> like, gave her leftovers in a bag at a distance. Um, but she's feeling, she's starting to feel better. So okay. don't, don't worry too much about her. Um, but it was, it was nice. It was, it was relatively, um, low key. I made the rolls, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it was a three day process. I know rolls I, are, that's why I buy sister shoe work. Cause I'm like, I'm not fucking with that. Yeah, yeah. I made I I made these like Japanese milk rolls. It's like an enriched dough and I used sourdough. So it was like a whole it was a whole thing. Yeah. Um and but it was an interesting process. I've never made rolls like that. So you you basically you make a roux, which is traditionally flour and butter, but it's flour and milk in this case, um and then add it to the dough that way along with starter and stuff and there there's sugar and eggs and butter in it. Um, so it makes for a very nice, soft roll. And they were very, very good. They, they made them on um, Bake Off this year, didn't they? Um, I think they did. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, they had a whole milk bread yes. challenge yes. thing. Yes, um, and, and they were great. Um, so I, I was proud of that. I, I did a practice run and made a few tweaks. So that's about as exciting as my Thanksgiving got. It was, a you know, it, there was not really any drama. My mom, everything we had was really, really good. Um, I don't know if she just like stepped up her game big time, but like we brought leftovers home and had them um, for dinner today. And we're just like, oh, this is great. <laughs> and the pies, she's like, you know, she's the pie master. I would love to see her and Anne go head to head. She made pumpkin, of course, because that's my favorite. She made pecan and then cranberry apple. Yeah. Um, and they were all fantastic. So it was it was a great success. Um, but it was just a day trip for us. We just we drove there in the morning and, and back in the evening. How long does it take? Uh, the drive's like two, two and a half hours at yeah. the most. So, you know, it's it's a that's long a good Yeah, it's kind of tiring. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I drove there and he drove back because I don't like driving at night <laughs> no. so much anymore. Um, so um, he took that, that part. So it's nice to be able to at least share it, but yeah, it's a, it's a long day. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, we just chilled. I got, I got today off. Um, just the, the building is closed, which is weird because like I've always worked at hospitals and nobody cares about black Friday. Like hospitals don't close. So I've never had today off by default. So that was kind of neat. 
So we just, it's just an extra long weekend. So yeah. today was a recovery day. I know. I keep thinking tomorrow's Sunday and I'm like, where am I? I know. Where am I in space I and time? I know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that um, was my Thanksgiving. I was reflecting on, I mean, I haven't worked retail since 2004. Like that was the last um, Black Friday that I worked. And again, we didn't really have sales for ours. Like it was just, but it was at the mall. So it was just really busy. And I was just reflecting back on waking up that Friday and knowing you're going to have such a long day and how depressing it was and how much I hated it Mm -hmm. and how excited I would be when, um, when Thanksgiving would be towards the, like the last possible day, Thursday that it could be. (laughs) I was like, yes, yes, yes. And I just hate it. And actually, really quickly, I was going to ask you guys, are y'all Black Friday people? Like, going... Hell no. Okay. Yeah. Are you fucking I know. (laughs) (laughs) In the past, Sam and I have gone out later in the day just to see the... The cart, like, the (laughs) The leftover. Like, go... (laughs) Go to Walmart and just see the tumbleweeds and everything on the floors everywhere and just the chaos. And then maybe we'll buy a TV. Yep. My experience is that it's all pretty much done by like 2 or 3 p.m. Totally. Yeah, the excitement has waned. From... Yep. That early morning rush. And we're like you, Hillary. We didn't do Black Friday sales or no, no or anything. No. We just had to be open at 5 a.m. Oh, per ugh. mall hours. And you didn't get a choice about right. that. Yes. And, and you'd get fined if you weren't open for yep, that. Exactly. And we, oh. and we didn't have... Um, like the daily sales weren't that much on Black Friday. People like scream about it's the busiest shopping no, day of no, the year. No, no, it's not the busiest selling day no. of the year at all. It's just super busy with people and with not a lot to show for it at the end. Yep. Mm-hmm. I did a little online shopping today, but then I was like, why am I doing this? I should wait till Cyber Monday, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and I also found that our busiest day was more like Christmas Eve and it yep. would be like stupid men were mm. coming in looking yep. at. We, and we would also sell probably some similar stuff, like really nice jewelry boxes. Yep. And they were like $800 or whatever. Like, whatever, fine. I'm like, this is the only one. It's the four model. And they're like, do you have a box? Okay. Yeah. Here you go. All right, fine. I'm like, yes. I remember a guy who came in and he was just so crabby and he bought all this pottery that we had, like 10 big pieces of pottery. And I looked at it and he was so like cranky. And I said, do you want me to see if I can find some boxes and gift wrap these for you? And he was like, oh my God, could you do that? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, just hang out and you know, it'll take me a little while, but I'll do that. And then it was like a night and day switch to his personality. He was like, <laughs> Thank you so much. You are so wonderful. And he tried to tip me. And I was like, no, no, no. It's our pleasure to do that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, no, I swear. On um, on Wednesday, I went to Starbucks. And they were definitely, like, a little bit slow. And which is fine. Like I was not in any rush to be anywhere. And I was just waiting. And the guy was like, I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. It's And I pre-ordered it on the app and I'm like, no, no, it's a big deal. I'm fine. Um, and this woman was just like, where's my order? Where's my stuff? Like kind of like screeching at them. And I really felt like the, there was a little bit of a theme to this holiday. Like this is going to be the best goddamn Thanksgiving. (laughs) And I'm like, better be (laughs) like, everybody needs to take a deep breath. It's going to be okay. We can just be together and eat. It's not a big deal. Anyway. Um, yeah. So- oh, wait, wait, wait. I have something else about Wednesday. Yeah. Since you bring up Wednesday. I I mean, God knows. 
I don't go out at all, hardly. And when I do, like, go to run errands or shopping or something, I try to go either really early or really late mm-hmm. so that I miss all the people. COVID, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but for whatever reason, I actually went out on Wednesday morning and ran errands the way that I used to do. And I was like, did I just turn into, a like, a bad driver? Did I get rusty? <laughs> or are people psycho today? Oh, the people were psycho, psycho. on Wednesday. I, was, I, I mean, luckily I had done all of my grocery stuff because I was like hell no I am not going actually I did have to go get flowers at H-E-B and I was like like I kind of ran in and got what I got I you could just tell that everybody was frantic on on Wednesday it was very it was very weird and I was trying not to let it get to me but um my it, it worked out well you know Thanksgiving is definitely my mom's favorite holiday and she loves to cook for it though and she her food is wonderful we've been trying her back really hurts and I'm like mom next year we can just cater it it's really not that big of a deal like we can we can just have it make it easy on everybody I will pay for it I don't even care like let's just do this and I think after this one she was like yeah I think let's cater it next year and I'm like sounds there great good yeah. options out there yeah, we I know. did for a couple of years, we were doing a local barbecue place where yeah. they did everything, and then you could either get a smoked turkey or a smoked pork loin, and I would still make a turkey, and then we got the pork loin, pork loin. and yeah. so we had that option. And it was Bobby's free. like, God damn it, I'm making the goddamn turkey. <laughs> no matter what, there will be meat. Christy is not here to bitch about how turkey is dumb and has to flavor or whatever <laughs> issues are, and then all the food is mushy, but like... I like turkey, and and I know people are like, well, why don't you make turkey around? And I think I probably would if I had the t- like if I randomly had a Thursday off, yes. yeah. And yes. somebody said, hey, why work. don't you make a turkey yeah. dinner? Yeah. And turkeys are not small birds. No, yeah. right? <laughs> no, they're not. Um, no. Anyway, so it was really, really delicious. And my parents sometimes we go up to Dallas, some whatever. But this year, my uncle and my aunt both live here. My mom's brother and sister, and um, my sister and her daughter and her husband drove down from Nashville. They drove. God bless them. They're still driving right now. I think they're in Texarkana or something. But um, they drove down. Um, my uncle actually lives about ten minutes from me, so it's, it's really, really convenient for me. Um, but uh, it was pretty low key. I mean, my cousin and his wife and uh, their baby came down and my other cousins came um, and we had dinner there. Obviously, that Tuesday night we had, uh, you know, a big expensive Greek <laughs> celebration. <laughs> um, otherwise, it was sort of like as though there were, even though there were like several people there, it was kind of more low key. But um, the my highlight of the whole week I love my parents. Obviously, adore my parents. They still very much um, think of me as a kid, even though, you know, I am 43 years old and have own a house and have kids and a husband. Could um, it be that every week you come on here and confess something from your teenage years? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But they're also, that is just them. My parents are the adults. And even like my brother, Carter, who is going to be 54, like in two weeks, they're like, he, we're still like the kids. Like we are the kids. And like, so on... Thursday, we kind of eat late. Like we don't do at three o'clock. We do like more like a seven o'clock, like true dinner time for Thanksgiving. So we're all trying to fill, you know, get out of mom's way, fill time, like doing something. So my niece, Liz, who's great. She is a junior in college. She's, she's just starting to look at college. I'm sorry, junior in high school. And she's just starting to look at colleges and she had looked at SMU and she looked at a couple other ones. So while we're here, we're like, Oh, let's go. You can't actually look at UT. I mean, you can't be 
get toured because it was Thanksgiving. But we're like, my dad said, let's just drive up there. And I said, yeah, yeah, that'll be fine. I'll, I'll drive us up there. Well, I knew my dad was nervous because he's like, anytime we get in the car, he's like, I'm driving. I'm the older one. I, I get to drive. I'm like, dad, no, I live in Austin. I'm driving. And he thinks that since he lived here from 1964 to 1976, <laughs> like he knows his way better around. And I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to drive. So we drive up to campus. Although that was another thing I totally forgot. My sister was staying downtown. So I picked up my dad at his hotel, went to go pick up Liz at their hotel downtown fully forgot that there was the fucking turkey trot going on. So I get oh, off and I'm on the mm-hmm. west side and I need to be on the east side. So it was one of those where you go up, you think you're going to cut over and every time you get to one, you're like, I think I went far enough north. And you go and you're like, nope, got to keep going up north. So we eventually got her, went up to campus. Um, we we just kind of drove around and we're showing the sights. And then I was like, oh, I'll drive up here and then I'll go back over to 35, um, drop Liz off and we'll get it done. My dad kept second guessing me. He was like, I, no, I don't think you can go this way. And I was like, no, I can go this way. Trust me. I know how I can go this way. And he's like, are you going to get on 35 to go back to your house? And I said, yeah, because I don't want to go deal with Mopac because the turkey trot is still going and I don't know if I can get around it. He's like, I think you need to find a way to go back to Mopac. And I was like, no, dad, I'm taking 35. It's fine. So I get on 35. He's all nervous about traffic because my mom had texted to say she was ready. And my dad is n- nothing if not like obedient to my mom. So I'm like, dad, I will get you back there with time to spare. I guarantee you. I get on 35 then get on 71, get back. And I get him there with like two minutes left to spare. And he said, you're, you have really good navigational skills. And I was like, I did it. I did it. I did it. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I, this is something about me that you just have to trust. I know where I'm going. I've lived here for 14 years. I understand how to drive here. Anyway, that was the my little kid moment where I was proud of myself. Um, but then otherwise we had dinner. Um, my mom went back, my mom and dad went back to the hotel. Everybody started leaving my uncle's house, but we definitely still had a lot of wine left. So my cousins, my sister, her daughter, and obviously my kids, we all came back to my house and that's almost the most fun part where we get to shit talk different members of the family. Um, (laughs) that was really fun. I of course had a glass of wine too many. So this morning I woke up and I was like, Okay, that was. Excuse I had me, a, a glass of wine. A <laughs> too, many. Of wine too many. I just went over one little bit. Just one little bit. One I did. I asked my sister. I was like, "How was I?" She was like, "You were just a little bit chattier than usual." <laughs> and I was like, "What does that even mean?" Can you all um, imagine Hillary a little chattier than usual? Um, just embrace I've that for a moment. It. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. you have. <laughs> Ugh, you were I very think... chatty after the moon tower. <laughs> yes, I was. I'm like, listen up. <laughs> oh, goodness. But it was I enjoyed really... it thoroughly. <laughs> but the problem is, is I think I'm very charming. And sometimes I am. Sometimes I am not. Or sometimes I reveal secrets that I think are like, I'm going to tell you this real quick. I wouldn't tell you this. If I was sober. She was like, don't worry. You didn't re- reveal any secrets. I'm like, okay, good. Um, but anyway, we that was actually really, really fun. And then today... You know, it was just sort of a cleanup, and my parents left. Uh, my sister left. Oh, the only other thing, and this is the – we have a lot to think about on this. So I thought that my parents were going to stay with us. Now, we have a three-bedroom house. Um, it's not a tiny house or anything, but it's – there's three bedrooms, and there's a kid – you know, Dave and me, and the kids are in each – they don't share a room. So – but if somebody comes, I will scoot Rory into Bridget's room, and then – because Rory has a queen-size bed, so – and it was like, the form- well, it was the former guest bedroom. And then we just 
let Rory have that bed because I was like, well, this is just going to be your bed. He uses one square of inch of it like every night. So <laughs> it's sort of stupid that he has that. But I'll just shovel him into Bridget's room and put an air mattress or whatever in there. So I thought my parents were going to stay with us. My dad called me on, I don't know, Sunday or Monday. And he said, um, hey, is it okay if Lola, their dog, stays with you? And I said, well, yeah, of course. I um, Aren't you staying with me? And he said, no, we got a hotel. And I was like, yes. But um, so we kept, um, I love my parents, but it's nicer to not have them stay at my house. Um, but we kept my parents' dog. And y'all, I'm, I haven't felt it, but oh, I'm getting a little dog curious. Oh boy. I know. Yeah. She's a really good, I mean, she's a little, I mean, like my dad said, she is not a member of Mensa, but um, she was a really, really sweet dog. And you know, was very confused at first, did not want to go up the stairs, but then we, we kind of got her, I mean, she did sleep on the bed, but actually was really like slept through the night and the the kids walked her. They did a really good job. They were really excited. She's about the age I want. She's um, two or something and she's potty trained and everything. And she's mm, pretty well behaved. She can, she can do what Duchess did, which is like forcing you to pet her when you don't really want to because she's a golden retriever but um but we were that's okay i'd rather have that than a barker no Mm -hmm. i see this is the thing i have like i need to connect to a face like i need to see a face and be like yes i like am vibing with you but also i'm so noise sensitive and i can't do barking like i cannot have a barky dog it just is it makes me not love a dog like i it's just i can't do it so I don't know if I can like to have a little home test to see if they bark at passersby because you know if other people can deal with it. I just I'm so um, my startle reflex is so strong that I it like I can't do it. So you can train that out of them. I know. Yes. I know. I know. <laughs> I tried real hard. <laughs> stop barking. Mm-hmm. Just scream. Stop barking. Doesn't that work? Yeah, that that's works. What, that's what, what they're like. We're all Very screaming. Effective. This is fun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so we'll see what that. I think Dave was like, oh, maybe. And actually, my sister was like, I think you should just take Lola. I don't think mom and dad would care that much. Oh. They're like, no, <laughs> like you can't have our dog. <laughs> anyway, but don't you love me? <laughs> no, don't you want to give me your dog? You guys are gone all the time. I want a dog. And I'm like Veruca Salt. Give me your dog. <laughs> Daddy, <laughs> I want that dog. I want that golden dog. Um, but she's very cute and I enjoyed having her. But that's it. That was mine. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're going to be this navel gazy forever, but I think yeah. after the last couple of weeks, this is good. Yeah. I this think is this good... is family yeah. catch up. Yes. Yeah. This is. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we just, we bitch about our families to one another, and then we let, you know, the whole world hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, families. Yes, we, we do. We really do. We do. I'm trying yeah, to so think just... if I left it. Oh, there were, I mean, Olivia was, um, I didn't tell any Olivia stories. She was a bit shrieky when we got there. Um, and You uh, can train that right out of her. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I bet, I bet her mom would love to know how that's done. Um <laughs> We, I, I don't remember what was, oh, she was playing with a bouncy ball and she was asking my stepdad to dissect it for her because she, it was like clear and there was a little bug inside of it, you know, like a little plastic spider or something and she wanted the spider. So she's like demanding that he cut open this bouncy ball so she can have the toy inside, (laughs) which was not, that's not what they were going to do because then she was going to be upset that the bouncy ball was gone, you know, um, so they, I mean, they but did that's not how you learn, right? That is how you learn consequences, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But I at one point she was like squealing at my mom and like throwing the bouncy ball across the room and hitting people with it and and I just 
turned to my sister-in-law and I said, I don't remember Victor being like this. And she was like, he wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Like as soon as I came in the door, she saw my, I was wearing this necklace. um, And uh, people always comment on it. There's there's nothing really that remarkable, but it gets a lot of attention for some reason. I actually have joint custody of it with Jocelyn because she likes it too. (laughs) So whenever I see her, we trade it back and forth. Um, And Olivia, I guess, wants in on this too, because she just like, I, can I wear your necklace? Like, okay. Uh, she just took it off and then she tried to pull it apart. <laughs> Great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, she, she was delightful. Um, my, uh, my mom's cat, um, Fennec, she has a relatively new cat, um, who, uh, Olivia loves and Gregory has like slowly, uh, domesticated. Um, he's very good at taming cats and Fennec didn't like to be picked up and didn't really want to have anything to do with people. But now she, you know, we, we came over and she's rubbing against our legs and let Gregory pick her up and stuff. So that was, that was kind of cool. And the other thing that, um, he did was he 3d printed a, like a custom bubble wand for Olivia. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it took a little while for us to get, um, to get it figured out um victor but vi- they found bubbles my mom had bubbles um because i was like oh we don't have bubbles to test it out what are we gonna do <laughs> um but i guess you can just make them with, with dish soap um but so victor spent a long time just like dripping bubbles all over the kitchen floor um because it was too cold to go outside <laughs> and do it it's like oh maybe this wasn't so great but we got it figured out um and uh, hopefully she'll have some fun with that. So. That's cool. That's the kid update. But they're doing well. And when we FaceTimed with uh, the little boys, and uh, now Henry just turned four last oh my week. Gosh. And he is very much a Mr. Personality and loves to be the center of attention. Is very <laughs> rambunctious. Can't tell I have no really... idea what that's like. What I don't know. Maybe you're the center of the Hillary for a while. But I don't know if that's a personality trait or that's a I'm four and yeah. I've been a, a doted on, loved on child for all my life. Um, but he's very loves like telling us things and talking about things. And where uh, we were trying to kind of talk a little bit about details for Christmas since my mom and I are Going out to Pasadena. Yay. Yay. Um, But uh, at one point I said, I get the feeling that Carl says, so anyways, a lot (laughs) in his life. (laughs) And I got a dirty look from him. And then like 15 (laughs) seconds later, he said, so anyways, completely (laughs) unconsciously. Because it's just the four-year-old constantly derailing the conversation. Yep. And and if, in a way that we find adorable, but I think if he was not your kid, you might be like, this is yep. less charming. I guess. Yes. Yes. But he's very sweet. And his brother, his little brother, Elliot, is totally chill. Like, not like that at all. So mm-hmm. I guess it must be a personality deal. I mean, I wasn't like, I was the leave me alone and I'll be happier kind of kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kids. They say the darndest mm, things. They sure do. <laughs> Um, okay, Bobby, you have to say what the uh, question of the week is because you guys will <laughs> never guess. Yep. So question of the week is not to tell us about your Thanksgivings because honestly, by the time we read those and it's going to be well into December and we, we got to move on. Uh, so question of the week is uh, in honor of Meredith's hard work today, uh, <laughs> destroying the airwaves of Ohio's public radio. <laughs> What is your favorite song 
with either black or Friday in it. And and I think should we say in the title or um, in the artist or do we no, want to let I it think, wi- okay. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It, there there's a wide variety if you just choose from like theme, sure. lyrics, title, you know. Yeah. That sort of stuff. What is your favorite song with either black or Friday in it? Uh bonus points if you include a YouTube link so that we don't have to go hunting around and and then we can just play through them on the Facebook page, which I think would be a lot of fun. So yeah. that's it. Question of the week. I love it. I love it. That's a very good one. Okay. Um, I have Tishi recommends. Um, I watched um, a couple of movies. I'm, I have mixed feelings about this. So I love seeing movies in the movie theater because, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty bad two screener at home. So when I go see movies in the movie theater, I'm forced to like focus on only that thing. However, I find that sometimes I get lazy about it or just whatever, you know, life gets in the way and I don't go out to the movies as often as I want to, especially now. So I, um, I have enjoyed the fact that you can stream a lot of movies, especially like not big event ones. You know, you can stream some movies at home and especially as like the Oscar season is starting to heat up. I thought, well, you know, I'm going to force myself to really like be better about seeing Oscar movies because I haven't been so great in the past couple of years. So I watched two that I think will get some Oscar noms. I watched uh, the movie Passing, which I believe is on Netflix. Um, and I um, I th- thought it was really I didn't I have not read the book. I think Christy said she's read the book. Um, I, it was well, I liked it because it's short. A number one. Um, a number two is that I think Alexander Skarsgård has just decided to be like, I'm going to be a bad person in all movies. Like I'm never going <laughs> to be good a protagonist. He is so good at it. He's so, I mean, he's not in this movie a ton, but the parts he is in, you're just like, holy shit. He's so evil. But um, it was an interesting movie. It's very playy. Like it's very overacted. I don't mean that in a bad way. It just is like mannered uh, in a certain way. But um, I enjoyed it. I think both of the actresses, it's Ruth Nega and, um, oh gosh, I always forget her name. Tessa uh, Thompson. Tessa Thompson. And they're, they're, they're both really good. It is an interesting portrayal of passing. And what I always think about the first movie that ever really made me cry very hard as a child, having understood what was going on was Imitation of Life. It is a very melodramatic movie, but it's essentially a little bit about passing. But what's what I was reading about is that in movies where there was, uh, you know, passing meaning um, usually an African American person passing as a white person. But they how they used to play it in movies is they would just hire like an Italian woman or whatever a white woman to pass as you know kind of backwards and forwards. These these two women are. Um, are black. So it was interesting to watch that. And it was interesting knowing that they're black. This is also filmed in black and white. So that kind of, um, it's, it was just interesting. I, I, I wouldn't say I was like, Oh, I loved it, but I, it, I've thought about it a lot. So that must say something. Um, I also watched King Richard, which I, um, I liked with reservations, but I will say that one Will Smith is 100% going to win the best actor Oscar, not even he did a really good job. The problem with really big actors sometimes is I feel like, especially if they're playing a real person, you're like, well, that's Will Smith playing Richard Williams. Like I know that that's Will Smith. That is Will Smith, but he did a really good job. And I think everybody just wants Will Smith to like win an Oscar. They want a big celebrity to win an Oscar, not like, you know, some 
twee indie person. So I think he will. <laughs> the woman that I thought, the person that I thought was better in this was um, the woman that plays the mom. I can't remember what her name is, but she was wonderful. She was so good and really gave this character who's could be kind of one note, um, a depth of depth of character. She was wonderful. And the girls that play Venus and Serena and even all the sisters were, were really lovely. So I enjoyed it. It's long though. It's like two and a half hours long. Again, movies need to be shorter. So it could have been shorter, but I, I liked it. All right. Who has WKRP in Cincinnati flag? I do. I, but first I have an idea. Yes. I think maybe I'm channeling my inner mic a little bit. Okay. Uh, you have inspired me, Hillary. I think we should spin off a new podcast or add a new property to the This Show Has Everything oeuvre, uh, where, Hillary, you nominate a, a film that has buzz, okay, and we watch it, and then we discuss it, and we create a meal uh, based on that film, and we'll call it Oscar Noms. <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> Oscar noms. Oh my God. Or is it Oscar nom noms? <laughs> I actually, so I was, I didn't listen to most of her recommendation because I was working through whether it would be Oscar noms or Oscar nom noms. And I'm open to both options. I think you had to do nom noms because people just maybe would think we were talking about like. That's true. Yeah. That gives, it, that gives it the dual, yeah, ali- the dual like ali- it. Oscar nom noms. I don't think it's taken. <laughs> And you're going to do all this work, yeah. right? Well, I, I think it's, it's theater of the mind, right? So we just create a menu. Right. Oh, okay. Is Nom Noms one to... word or two? It's two, know. right? I think it should be two. Because I'm Googling. Two. I'm just getting Oscar nominations, not yeah. Nom Noms. I think this is fertile ground. I think you need to put Nom Noms Oh, shit. From Serious Eats. Oscar Nom Noms, a puntastic <gasps> menu for the 2019 Academy Awards. Oh, I just found an article that's from, yeah, Seamless wins Twitter with hashtag Oscar Nom Noms, <laughs> an article from 2014. Mm. Well, people's memories are short. We can conquer this. Well, also, we can't all be Mike on the first try. Like, I, <laughs> I understand that building backwards from the, the name. The right, exactly. Yeah. I fully believe this is as good as a medium quality mike has ideas yeah i'm i i do it all in his honor and his memory um i recommend uh a a flag for your house that is the wkrp in cincinnati word logo and i only recommend this because we drove past a house with one today and it really made me laugh and then it started a 10 minute conversation to the car where my mom was determined to make it clear to me that she thinks it's the best role Lonnie Anderson ever played. And um, I was like, I, I don't think anyone's ever debated anyone on that. No. <laughs> I so, met Howard, um, what's his name? Howard Hessman? Is that his name? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I met him when I, um, there used to be a playhouse in Dallas that my mom was like on the board of. And he and Adrian Barbeau, I think, were performing love letters at this like random playhouse, and we had to drive around with Howard Tessman in our car. It was very exciting because I loved. I didn't give a shit about WKRP in Cincinnati, but I loved um, the school one where he was the teacher. Oh, uh, um, with the sweat hogs. Yeah, it was a um, call. Back to school. No, that's not what it's called. It's hold on. 
Head of the class. He was head yes. of the class. Yes, I yes, loved yes, head yes, of the yes. class. Loved it. So anyway, I was very excited in 1989 to ride around in a car with him. <laughs> and I was three. <laughs> no, um, fuck off. <laughs> so I couldn't find this flag anywhere. There was an Amazon link, but it's broken. So it just shows one of their dogs when a link is broken. So instead, I found it on AliExpress. Don't buy it there. Do not put your credit card number into that link. <laughs> okay. We'll put it in the show notes as a as a... You know, an example an of what the flag looks like, but yeah. do not give the because I cannot vouch for the safety of no. whatever that website is. But yes, just just out like in place of where an American flag would go, they just had this giant WKRP in Cincinnati flag. I assume they put it out for Thanksgiving. Obviously, obviously, maybe, maybe yeah. they put it out year round. <laughs> no, that's all. Cool. Oh no, it's not all. Another one has been added. Indeed, I added it just yep. because I thought maybe we needed a little reminder while we yep. were recommending things. We are recommending that you read The Midnight Library by Matt Haig because it is the next Tishi Book Club book. That's right. Which is theoretically going to happen on December 6th. So that's what, two weeks? Yeah. Yeah. Um, get after it. So it's not a particularly long book. I'm not quite done with it, but it's not a hard read. And uh, so we wanted to give you advance notice to uh, if if you want to know what we're talking about when we discuss it, uh, get after it. Unfortunately, the wait list for my library was 15 weeks. Yeah, mine was like crazy long. Yeah, I had to buy it. Yeah, I have it. I have the um, audiobook loaned uh to me by the detroit public library and nobody here cares about it so <laughs> no problem nobody D- detroit reads guess not it's like me getting vaccinated in tucson <laughs> <laughs> wide open yep oh. no waiting um but i'm really enjoying it so far i mean spoiler alert so um feel free to join us that again is the midnight library by matt haig and that'll take us to get involved with the show at thisshowhaseverything.com, which, of course, is our website with all the episodes on there. You can contact us at throwyourphone.com if you have a particularly pertinent Thanksgiving story that you'd like to share, even though it wasn't question of the week. I think we're still open to uh, hearing those. Uh, or on the Facebook group where we will ask that really trenchant question of the week this week, and you can participate in that. Uh, the show Twitter is at Tishi Show, and you can email us at Tishi at 10710.com. Send us a voice memo. Please. At that email address. We'd love to have it. Or fax Bobby your Thanksgiving menu at 617-354-8513. It sounds like there's still time. He's still planning to cook a turkey. So I am. Just some sides. I, I was so ready for you to say hindquarters at the end of that, too. <laughs> hindquarters. <laughs> And thanks for joining us for this family catch-up. Not catch-up, catch-up. And that was everything about our Thanksgivings. Indeed. It's family catch-up. My bus, I see my
That's just a perversion of the word as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Cat soup. <laughs> Gross. There's no cats in it. <laughs> or are there? <laughs> Maybe. Mm. 